Here we are, 12 rows back, footy from the fans' perspective. We're here following a massive round 16. As we say every week, we learn plenty. Well, that eight is drawing to a final eight. It's getting closer. There's there's still plenty of spots up for grabs. Don't worry about that. Uh, there's upsets. There's smashings. Uh, there's It's all happening as I welcome you, Seb. How, how are you travelling after this weekend, mate? We got you in one piece after uh, that game on Saturday night. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, Collingwood, Collingwood <laughs> Suns up there at Metricon. Um, yeah, no, the, oh, yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Um, that uh, I think if Jeff Walsh wasn't in the midst of a review, that would have been the the straw that broke the camel's back. But I think they'll let the review play out, and then we'll. Uh, We'll call it a day for Noble in a couple of weeks. I think that's the plan. Yeah, well, and that's sitting okay with you. That's that's the way uh, you think it should go. I mean, he's he's got a good track record, Walshy. If jeez, uh, oh, I thought you were saying Noble's got a good track record. Like he's uh, he's going worse than Neil at this point. Jeez, yeah, that's saying something. I think the only one enjoying it's probably our stats man, the Swamp, because there's plenty of uh, records he's breaking. But. Uh, Look, he'll go in, clear it out. You're right, and you're happy to see a new coach uh, spring into action next year. Yeah, well, I think everyone's putting their eggs in the Clarko basket, but he can obviously only coach one team. So uh, I think anyone's better than Noble at this point. <laughs> Jeez. Well, look, we've gone the ruse off the top as the headline act. There was plenty in this round to uh, to get into, so why don't we uh, we get stuck in casting your mind back to uh, Thursday night. Pretty quiet Thursday night game by the usual standards. Brizzy v the Dogs. How'd you see this one? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was the first game they've played since the semi-final last year, which the Dogs... They win that by a point? Yeah, one point in the end. Yeah. Game of the year, I reckon, that was last year. Was it? Yeah, right. From Personally. Oh, right. Personally. Um, yeah, in Brisbane... Look, Brisbane got out, Brisbane won, they've won well. The Dogs, uh, after being in the grand final last year, they're bordering on no man's land, where they're sort of sitting. Um, I saw I saw a headline, which I thought summed them up really well. They are, um, it, they've got some really good players, but they're just sort of, they're just playing, they're just sort of running around collecting possessions, doing what they like, and it's easy when it's going one way, but when it's going the other, they're, they're pretty average, and I reckon that about sums them up. I mean, Brisbane are not... Brisbane, you can almost say, are in the same boat, but there's a level of talent there that just isn't there for the Dogs. And, I mean, the Dogs are pushing for that eighth spot, maybe seventh, most likely eighth, and got to get every win they can get. Um, the Lions, well, we don't learn anything about them. We know what they're like. They're going to need to win a final for anyone to tune to change on them. So... Um, it's a good clash, but you sort of went the way you expected looking at the, the final result. Yeah, look, probably the margin maybe a little bit larger than I would have thought, but yeah, you're right with the dogs. I mean, when you look at who's playing well for them, usually it's Libba, Bont, Norton. They all played all right in this game, but they really don't get a whole lot uh, from anyone else. So it's just that depth impact. And I'm not talking bottom six. I'm talking just even, I guess 
top 10 in their list. It's just, yeah, it sort of stagnates after those big names. So, yeah, they need to find something. I mean, they're not the only team, as you said, that go up to the Gabba. A uh, couple of little injury concerns for the Lions, which I'll be interested to see how uh, that plays out with their season. They obviously brought Zorko back way too quickly, and his hammies just weren't ready. And uh, Daniel Rich is a massive loss for them. They wouldn't want him out for too many weeks. Um, what did you think of the uh, Eric Hipwood incident, if you could call it that? Uh, I didn't think much at the time. Once I saw the uh, the footage, down, well, not it's not down the ground footage officially from the AFL. It's someone's got their camera out and filmed it, but you can see it was sort of just a combination of wrong place, wrong time. Hipwood pushes him as the umpire keeps running back, and then the Bulldogs player and the umpire collide. Like nothing to see here, play on. But that coward Christian doesn't make decisions, so oh, it's off to the say, tribunal. It's gone straight to the tribunal. What a waste which, of time. You- when that happens, you're usually thinking four weeks, three or oh, three plus at least, if it's going there. What, what do you think he's going to walk away with you? Well, fine, nine, no fine. Oh. I was going nah, nine might nine. be a little, little over the top. Jeez. Nah, fine. Um, no, you should have no case to answer for. It, 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 it shouldn't have got there. They should have made the down ground vision accessible to Christian, um, and it. it um, it boggles the mind as to why it was a talking point once you see this this other footage. Um, and again, it's just another example of why they need to scratch the MRO. If he's not able to use his table to make a decision on that, then the table's got to go and the MRO's got to go. It's a waste of time. That's been your, uh, well, your MO uh, for a long time, that one, Seb. So, look, it's not a great look when you... You're sending it to the tribunal and it's getting turfed out. That that's sort of that's probably nailing the coffin stuff for me, I think, on this. So it's an actual area of the game that needs improvement. So let's hope, you know, with AFL the AFL loving their rule changes that they do come in and uh give this one a clean slate. Um grade wise, it's a for me, it's a distinction for the lines and a fail for the dogs, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grade the same, but another loss like that, and the dogs are out of finals contention, pretty much. So that that's a pretty disappointing year coming off the back of a grand final. You were leading in the third quarter. Um, can I ask you a question about Brisbane? I've heard a little bit of talk. Is uh, people are saying their forward line's not quite good enough? The Hipwood Danaher McStay combo is not sort of firing. They're talking key forwards. Obviously, Charlie Cameron's a jet. Well, yeah, bad um, game to say that after. Twenty of that, he, he kicked four on, over the weekend. Um, oh, it, it's a tough one because, like any game, I mean, you know, if it's a shocking wet day, forwards are out of the picture. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of a a, a recent final where a you know a forward won it off their own boot. There's probably not a there's not not one jumping out at me. I know you sort of had like a Jack Rewalt kick a bag in that smashing of the Giants, or you know. Ruffy in that granny 2014. I think he kicked five, but you don't tell us, you don't see the seven or eight bags. I mean, they're rare in the game anyway. But I mean, it's rare to see the big, big forwards really rip a team to shreds with a huge bag. So I think in finals, if you can get you know a three or a four out of your forward, you're doing pretty well. And I think Brisbane has that in them, uh, all of them. Oh, maybe not McStay, but Danaher definitely does. Hipwood on his day could, but it, it, like. He's probably like the Lions. He needs a real big final soon just to uh, keep that, that rep of his going because 
yeah, I mean, it's so easy for them to go missing. So, um, I don't subscribe that they don't have... I mean, they're quality players, so I can't rule them out. Isn't that part of the issue with Hipwood, though? You said Hipwood on his day can do it. But in the when you're playing finals and big finals, it's not your day. You've got to make it your day. You're never going to have things all That's one fair. way. Like it's a handful of grand finals, and in those ones, it doesn't matter what you do. And I think that's been the issue for Brisbane. Um, the, my the, the interesting thing I find is Danaher can be a bit wishy washy at times. Sometimes he sort of likes to do the unexpected, and it's not sort of the the smart thing. But if you rewind six weeks ago and everyone was potting Essendon, they could have used a Danaher, but now he's not good enough for Brisbane to win a premiership. So. It, it, yeah, I know. You can, just, you can have a, it just depends it on what's happened week. in the previous week as to how good the players are. Um, yeah, I um, I've got question marks on the lines, but I'm not. It, it's a September answer. They're, they're going to win enough. They're going to be top four, and then and then we wait and see. I mean, looking at the top four, Carlton don't have form in the finals. Uh, Collingwood don't have form in the finals. Freo don't have form in the finals. Sydney haven't won a final for a little while. They made it last year, but lost to the Giants in that that week one. So Brisbane should still be able to find a way to get through to a prelim. Um, It's just going to be a question of what they do from there. Yeah, well, absolutely. So, yeah, it's going to change. It's their reputation for the industry on the line there because, I mean, do you put it down to just bad luck or, or what that you know they have lost a couple of close finals so they've been I don't want to say unlucky but they've just struggled to find a way to just close a game out or, or just get enough breathing space that they're comfortable in a couple of those big finals because the, the, you know the one last year with the dogs absolute arm wrestle was an absolute thriller could have gone either way I think in 2019 in that semi against the Giants could have gone either way um, yeah they I mean, the Cats blew them away in 2020. So, look, there's factors there, but they just really need that scalp. You're right. I'm just wondering. I think it's actually on their midfield to turn a game that's going against them. That's kind of what's happened, I think, in a few finals. Uh, Not so much the forward line. So that's probably where I'd be looking, actually, now that I've said that. I've (laughs) walked myself into that one as I've thought out loud. But I think it's, yeah, it's definitely in the midfield you're going to find them uh, needing that jump because the mids dominate, the forwards get the supply. It's a simple game sometimes, Seb. It is, it is. And they play uh, Brisbane and uh, play Essendon and then the Giants. You'd think they can get two more wins there and that gets them to 13. You only need sort of two or three more after that to to solidify the top four spots. So you'd think they'll still be there, but yeah, it's all finals. It's it's deep finals run or bust for the Lions at this point. Um Friday night, Tom. Yeah, just a, just a real, real enjoyable uh, evening. This one, um, as as you you've said to me, Seb, you know, footy's better when you win on a Friday night because you can coast on that good feeling for the weekend. Um, I just want to say about this: I did tip the Saints because well, you you're better than me. I did not, so I'm wearing that one on the chin. Well, I I just I, we were a sneaky chance, but I did I just didn't think we'd uh, get get the chocolate. So what what swayed you with your tip? This is very interesting for you, and you're not going to like it. But um, <laughs> North Melbourne, this VFL team played Carlton's VFL team the week before, and we smashed them. We smashed them by okay, seventy or eighty points. Well, your VFL team hasn't been flying either, has it? Well, our AFL team is a VFL team, 
So you think the team below them is not very good, and they smashed Carlton's VFL team because Carlton have got that many injuries. And I said to myself, ah. yeah, St Kilda will win this when things are going St Kilda's way. And that was a big sort of thing that was sort of tipping it the Saints' way, playing at Marvel, just the amount of injuries Carlton have got at the moment. They've still got obviously got Mackay and um, Kurnow firing, although Charlie couldn't hit water out of a, out of a boat. Um but it just sort of screamed to me, this is the one the Saints win. They lose that one to Essendon, but they win this, um, which I think sums up your year pretty well. Yeah, well, that's, that's I was sitting there, quarter time particularly, just shaking my head that you can have such a lack of effort in one game and so much effort in another. Um, I guess maybe we're still working out what it takes to be a good side, but you, you tend to see more consistency with the good sides. They bring the effort every week. We're still trying to find that. But in saying that, I'm not going to pot us for, for bringing that uh, that heat that we bought early. Probably could have jumped out to a bigger lead a quarter time, sort of kept the Blues in it. They ended up getting a real dose of the uh, inaccurate kicking, the yips. Uh, you know, I think they were six goals one or six goals five, maybe they maybe six goals five it was, and then they ended up, what, eight or nine, 17 or something like that. So... Um, they kicked themselves out of it late, but it, look, it was up for grabs. De Koning has a shot to sort of give them a, give them back the lead and then misses that from point-blank range, and we go bang-bang and sort of steadied from there. So I love the work of Jack Sinclair. He's in the All-Australian discussion, Seb. Don't worry about that. Just a is lazy he? 37. Yeah, he is. I'm not sure if he's you, on um, wing or if he's half-back, but he's in, in the discussion. You made a lot of fun of Nick Dacos for doing similar things, running around without a man and getting easy touches, but Sinclair does it and he's all Australian. Is that the story? Well, have a watch of the tape. I think you'll find Sinclair, he's sitting in the hole, he's, he's taking contested grabs, he's setting up forward thrusts. It's I not don't quite think as Sinclair's, easy as Dacos. I don't think he's stood next to an opponent all year. Well, we got lucky because... Well, not lucky. I guess Carlton were too worried about Brad Hill, who was also getting off the chain uh, in a similar way. So it's sort of pick your poison uh, with the Saints. That's a nice thing to be able to say. Um, Max King basically playing as a decoy was, was an interesting one because I have i don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I know chatting to Saints people, I know we were sinking the boots into Tim Membry wondering... Did he have uh, some more good forward footy? He was taking marks as our breaking case of emergency uh, down back, and he does that, but we hadn't sort of seen too many goals out of him. Well, we we cleared it out, and he got his hands on plenty of footy on the weekend and kicked a lazy four, which was massive. So, look, Max still managed to get three, even if you are calling him a decoy. That's just the kind of player he is. But if we can find a way to, I guess, find this balance that we got in this game consistently, well, it's going to help us because it was max or bust in the last three weeks and we found some options uh rowan marshall getting back into some fitness helps as well um for the blues uh, i mean cripps walsh same sort of names but they had a little they had a kid called jesse motlop who bobbed up and was lively uh i liked his work so look it's one of those wins that it's i mean that door looked like it was slammed shut it's now come ajar we just have to keep winning same for the blues now it's it's a real (laughs) Real rush for those last spots. Basically, from well fifth to eighth is up for grabs. I mean, I think Port and the Suns might have dropped off, but there's still plenty of teams in the running for those last spots. And look, you just got to do a doggies of 2016, play your good footy at the right time to get there. So I'm hoping we can do that. 
Uh, in terms of a grade, uh, you've just tuned back in, Seb, after I've gone on my Saints tangent. Uh, I've got to give the Saints a HD for this one. There's probably a few listeners going uh, typical, but you know when you beat a side that's in the top four running and straighten your season up, that's what you'll get. So HD for the Saints, and I'll, I'll fail the Blues. They, they could have won this one uh, and really locked in that top four spot. Uh, now it's it's they're in that crush for five to eight. Still hopeful for fourth, but it's put them back with the pack, so they can have a fail. Yeah, I'll I'll fail the Blues. Um, twenty eight scoring shots to twenty three, so certainly had their chances and and lots of opportunity to win this game. Um, but just it, it it's starting to be left to too few. At Carlton, and if those real match winners are not having their out and out best days, they're not able to win these games. And that's, I mean, I think Weedering's supposed to be coming back this week or next, so they'll get some of these players back and and straighten up. Um, for the Saints, it's it's a pass for beating a top four side. Were they a top four? Uh, I think they were top four going into well, because because Melbourne won and Geelong won and Brisbane won and Fremantle won, and they're all above Carlton. With a better percentage, so I don't think they oh, were top maybe four. Fifth, maybe fifth then, so top five side. You just you're starting to stretch the truth here. Um, <laughs> no, Carlton are right in that slot in the ladders where you are, from fifth to tenth, and that's where the teams are playing. And like I said, everything went Carlton. Not everything, but it started off lots of injuries. Carlton's down, coming up gets St Kilda off the back of some poor performances, ready to bounce back, playing at Marvel. Just lots of factors going your way, and and maybe I'm holding you to a standard of a, of a team that's going to play finals and expect the effort, and that's why it's a pass. All right. Well, I'll uh, look. We have our bars, and I'll look. I'll I'll take it from you, Seb. You know what you're doing. Uh, we travel to the MCG on early Saturday. Um, the Swans. Looking to wrap up one of those top eight spots, playing the down-and-out Bombers coming off that shocking loss to the Eagles, but genuine turn-up for the books, and I don't know if you call it upset of the year, but it's definitely up there in terms of uh, how unexpected it was. The Bombers have got the job done by nine. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. Um, I thought the Bombers might put on a show. Not a show, that's a wrong term. I thought they might dig in, and they dug in. Um, they got... Stringer's best game of the year, um, although he inexplicably gave away a 50-metre penalty that if you watch it on the replay, you just think, what were you doing? When the game was like in the balance, um, I think he's lucky they won that game because that would have been brought up straight away on the highlight, on the on the review. Um, but yeah, Sydney, you just, you just can't trust. You cannot well, trust them. Steers back into that turf, doesn't it? Like this is just one of those games where you're like, they'll bank the four points and move on. Like a good team, consistent teams get the job done, and they've they've let this one slip. Port Adelaide, you could sort of give it because you know they're go, they're travelling to. You know, oh, I guess they're travelling for this one, but going over to South Australia and you know powering the running for the eight. But the Bombers' season's done, so it's it was a shocking result for Sydney. I, yeah, Ed, one I'm with you. Didn't see coming. Um, Zachy Merritt, he had a fair game, didn't he? Twenty-four and three. That that's that's the kind of stuff you want to see from him, adding goals to those many possessions he finds. Um, Bombers fans will like the form actually of uh, Brandon Zerk Thatcher. I thought he had probably his best game for a, well for this year and probably for a long, long time. And they they need some help in defence. We know their defensive woes, so uh, he was massive for them. 
Ben Hobbs, massive last quarter. Another one for the future. Jay Kelly's doing his thing down back too. So, look, plenty to like for the Bombers. Uh, and yeah, they seem, seem to play great games, these two sides, the Bombers and Sydney. I know they've had some real close duels of the last few years, and this one another single digit. So, you know, you're going to get a great game with these two sides. Uh, Lukey Parker, I mean, he was a topic, uh, and, you know, he had a pretty good game, but probably hurts him that they didn't get the points after this one. Uh, and Callum Mills, he was shut down, so that, that hurt the Swans off the bat, uh, and they just couldn't, I guess get his highest standard of performance elsewhere so oh, it's hugely disappointing for the Swans uh, I think I'm going to send them to the coordinator for this one Seb That's probably fair um, yeah it's a coordinator job when your final spot is on the line um, you'd have to HD the Bombers given their form this year as well um, Mason 100%. Redmond having a real resurgence and uh, Hobbs seems to have found a spot in that side, and I don't think he should be going out of the, the team anytime soon. Um, and their, their mid-season draftee is the rising star this week, Massimo D'Ambrosio, Tom. Well, that's, a, that's a good get, because, I mean, you're not... I don't know what you... Well, the expectations are probably as low as you can get for a new player with the mid-season draft. If you get something, you're happy, but to get a rising star, no, that's massive, so... Look, we'll, we'll give it time, as we do with the Bombers recruits, because, uh, you know, they can bob up for those rising stars. But let's see the, the team come together and see how that structures. But, look, HD for sure. It was uh, probably their second best win of the year. <laughs> yep, yep, we can call it that. Um, so the big thing on the Bombers is they had a good win against the Saints, which was their best win, I assume. Then they came out and backed it up with a loss to West Coast. So yep. really important to, yes, have a good win, Essendon, well done, but I don't expect you to beat Brisbane, but don't wet the bed. Like, come out and give us something and, and show us why, show us a shell of that team that, that got on a roll last year and, and went to the, the finals. Um, because where, where is that one next week? Uh, at the Gabba Tire. At the Gabba. This has nine goals all over it for the Lions. But I'm, I'm with you. I want to see something from them. So it's that's the consistency that, I guess they found in the back half of last year that they fell into a final spot. Can they reproduce it? Because they're going to need to to jump up from the bottom four going forward. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask lots of questions tonight. Yeah, good. Hit me. Uh, I like it. Do you think Essendon have had a good year? No. That's, that's... I know, Look, I know you're going to steer into the extremely young and they haven't had all those forwards kicking goals, but I, I still think that They've, I mean, if if you could tell me their game style, I I couldn't really even tell it last year to be honest, and I can't, I definitely can't tell it this year. Wildly inconsistent week to week. Um, yes, they've blooded some kids, but look, I think, I mean, they probably would have been potted anyway because that's just what the media does. If they were in that sort of, you know, eight to twelve bracket, it would have been a little bit of a hangover. A hangover but I'm just, I think you can't call it a success when you're in that bottom four. Uh, probably because of the quality of team around that <laughs> part of the ladder as well. Well, it's uh, interesting thought, you say that. I because thought they'd be better than that. They've won the same number of games as Hawthorne. Everyone's Hawthorne is flying and, and is having this great season. They've both won four games. Well, yeah, I know. that's Well, that's a stunner. I mean, you, you wouldn't say the Hawks... Well, would you say the Hawks have had a good year? No. With, with well, four. better than you, I expected you might, but yeah, in some ways. Would, but... but 
the, the Hawks have got a real danger game coming in a few weeks. <laughs> I'm going to hold you there. No, but look, if you're a logical Bombers fan, that like you can take sorry. positives, but you've had <laughs> sorry. a bad what, year. We're talking about unicorns here; they don't exist. Well, true. Logical oh, okay. Bombers fan. I've met. I've met three. I've met three. <laughs> I've had one tell me, he told me all night one night that Eddie Betts was going to win the Brownlow. Not the Coleman, the Brownlow he was declaring. It was about seven or eight years ago. Um, Make of that what you will. (laughs) Well, look, I don't think there's a Bombers supporter out there that would be happy with this performance. And yeah, you can say we're young and we've had injuries, but you know, if, if you're going to be the club that's going to build back to that big club you were in the 90s, the scary club... You've had a bad year and you'd get better. That's the attitude I'd have. Yep. No, no, I, I just, yeah. No, it's been a poor year. I just find it interesting. We pile on the Bombers, but they're sitting there with the Hawks and um, the Hawks have had great honourable losses. That that was the that was the analogy. I don't know how you, you got, got a Hawks pot in there, but uh, you've done it. You know exactly these, how I do that. You get a Saints <laughs> reference in every game. Well, true, actually. It's good to see Nick Hine kick that sealer. Uh the late game, Adelaide v Melbourne. Now, I wouldn't say they've got the wood on them by any stretch, but they have found a way to play well against the Ds. They just seem to be well-matched against Melbourne. I don't know if it's an attitude thing. I think they got them mid-season last year. This one was still up for grabs, uh, at you know, at, even in the latter stages. Um, I think they were saved, I think, the the, uh, the Ds, sorry, just with the class that they've got. I mean, Petrak has been, he's back. Uh, as someone who has him in their super coach team, I mean, he's still been scoring well, but he's probably not at that Norm Smith level that we tend to think he'll bring every week. Um, I thought it was interesting, Seb. No Luke Jackson. He was a, a withdrawal and no Maxi Gorn. And, and Adelaide just feasted on the uh, hitouts. I think they had 44 extra. So that that probably brought it back to a, uh, a level playing field. But, um, and, and you, you know, they had some great, you know, like we talk about common names. I mean, Dawson and Keys and even Tex played pretty well for them, but they just weren't able to get... I guess they're just that stage of their development. They just can't quite turn this game into a win, uh, whereas the Ds are a different type. They're a senior team that can sort of win when they're playing ugly. So, uh, I mean, their defence stood up. Uh, I think they broke the club record for intercept marks in this one, which was massive. So... Uh, Look, probably not one for name a game for D's fans, but you, you keep top spot and you move on to a monster game next week. Yeah, you do. Um, I think most of the name of games people get these days are the grand final wins, not the, the mid-season, uh, mid-season clashes. Um, so I'll hold you to that because your old man's keeping them in business, although probably not this year, but he, he would go a mid-season. I'm telling you, Seb. I, I, yeah, I can I can tell you a story about my old man on YouTube and where he finds these games from the seventies and eighties. But um, uh, that's that's a story for another for another day. Um, I, I tuned in for parts of this game. Not concerned whether the D's won or lost. I'll be top four, and they're the team to beat. And we're just we're at that point of the year where we're just counting out time up until September for for some of these teams. Obviously, there's a race for the eight, but. The D's are locked in for top four. I mean, they played Geelong in Geelong. Um, when was the last time a team started favourite playing Geelong down there, Tom? I can't remember it. Jeez, it'd have to be maybe like the Eagles in 06. Uh, for Cats fans that forgot that game, you were nine goals up and the Eagles stormed home to win it. But um, that'd probably be the last one. And that 
is going a while back. So yeah, doesn't so happen often. The diesel dip down there. They'll host Port Adelaide. I think that's Traeger Park. So a little bit out of their zone. Dogs at Marvel, Frio, Collingwood. You know, the, uh, Carlton. They, fin- they finish with Brisbane. So yeah, Brisbane. They're on the twelve game. wins. They're going to get. Well, they've got seven games left. They're going to win three or four, get to 15, 16. Um, well, that's, that's conservative, I reckon. They, they'll probably win five or six. Will they? Because the, the world was ending two weeks ago, and now they're going to win six six out of seven against the top seven sides. They play second, Eight, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth, twelfth. I, I look, I'm telling you... I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from them. Are they back at that unbeatable, as our mate Shem said, form? Not quite, but I think you know these are they seem to get up for these bigger games of D. So I think you'll find they rise to the occasion. That's sort of been what they've done. Uh, sorry, that is has been what they've done in the last eighteen months. So look, I, I think they've got five to six in them in the run home. But uh, well, see, I don't think they're playing to win any of those games. They're playing not to get hurt and keep the things ticking along until the finals. So I don't think they'll go all out to win those games. They're a professional They kind of have to, though, because top two, they've got to finish top two. Do they? So they'll want to play for that. I, I think they do. I think they'd love to just G qualifying final, G prelim, and then they've got the granny, obviously, at the G. They don't want to leave Melbourne if they can avoid it. You would, They wouldn't want to come third and have to go over to the Gabba or even go over to Perth. That's not ideal. I think they, well, they'll be gunning for top two for sure. Uh, gunning for it, yes, but concerned about it? No. No. They, um, they're they the best side in it. And are you, would, if you had to pick a Premier now, would you pick the Ds? Well, that's it's a good question, that one. And I'll rephrase your question and throw it back at you. Are you going Ds for the flag or the field? Because I'm, I'd go the D's. Uh, field. Is that just purely a statistical thing that you've got seven? Well, yeah. Well, what, what if Max Gorn doesn't come back and then Petrarca and Oliver, are, I don't know, in a car accident or something, and they just twist their knees? It just keeps <laughs> them out a month. Nothing serious. Well, you're looking at that real thin percentage. I, I still think they're they're the team to beat, and they've got all the pieces and the. Of course they're the they've 10 and beat. That's, I, I told you at the start of the year they're going to win the flag. That's my pre-season pick, Tom. I'm not, I'm not backing away not from as a, that. You're not as confident as me in the field. <laughs> All right. From a purely betting point of view, I'll give you that. But I, look, I, I think they're, they're going that well that I'd take them over the field. Yep, no, that's that's fair. So you'll, you'll probably fail them for this, for not winning by 80 points. <laughs> look, I, I was tempted to, but uh, I'll look. I'll give them a chop out because they they went in really underdone in the ruck. So, uh, as a former ruckman, knowing how hard that role is, uh, I think I've got to give them a chop out there. So I'll pass them for this, and I'll, pa- I'll you have to pass the crows. I'll pass the cro- no, well, I was. It's not quite a distinction. I'll pass the crows. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass them too. Um, <laughs> you know, I find your grades on the D's interesting every week, every week. Um, Saturday night, it was, a, it was a good clash up at Metricon. The Suns taking on the Pies, hosting the Pies. Uh, it was in the balance right up until the final siren. Uh, you, I think Nick Dacos played the best game of his young career um, and perhaps even uh, brother Dacos as well. Um, obviously, it was, was it 35 in the end? 
37 for Nick and 37. three Massive. goals for, for Joshy Boy. Um, well, he was 37, and I know that we've got mates that love the, you know, the efficiency stat, but he's gone 37 at almost 90%. That is a next-level amount of elite footy. So, well, he, Tom, well, I'm going to... That game's probably put his hand on the Rising Star Trophy set. It has, it has. And he'd be deserving winner. Um, I'm just going to burst the disposal efficiency bubble right now. Because I, I, well, I, I don't I, understand. I, I, I'm okay with it, but there's people that love it and use it in arguments regularly that I don't understand. But uh, and I'm not it. picking on the Saints with this, I swear. This just popped <laughs> up to me. Here we go. Max King's had 12 touches, kicked three goals. He's gone at 83%. 12 touches. He's had seven turnovers. Can you explain this to me? But he's gone at 83%. Yeah, this is what the AFL website, the AFL app is telling me. Decent heat map, too, but... Yeah, <laughs> you love a good heat map. Look, I, I, I don't know how that works. What what defines, like, a turnover? Is that just kicking it not to your team and you're kicking it to a 50-50? That's probably the only way I could see it was that, yeah, I guess... I have no idea. It doesn't does it, matter if you do like, that. Is it free against a turnover if your team has the ball? Like, these are just meaningless numbers, Unless you actually watch the games and put your own context behind it. So 83% off 12 disposals, but seven of them were turnovers. So I don't need a, you know, I don't need... Well, you need a degree in champion data's work to uh, understand that one. And we've done that when we've gone through their elite player list. So uh, they come up with some funny stuff. But, uh, well, yeah, that that sort of bursts your bubble with it does. the uh, efficiency. Um Isaac Rankin had a ripper, kicked four, kicked one out of his backside out of the air. Yeah, that still was a, good. Still a ripper. Um, Marbior Chole kept his streak alive as one of two players to kick a goal in every game. Uh, Noah Anderson, brilliant. Took Miller, brilliant. Uh, and the Pies, well, they won this game when I didn't expect them to because um, I'm, not, I'm not on board the Collingwood train and probably won't be until they win a final. There you go, Pies fans. I'm not convinced about anything that's going wow. on down there. Wow. Do you, and you think they'll make it? I think they're a good chance now. They won that game, which pushed the Suns right back. Um, yeah, that I know you don't like the term eight-point game because mathematically it doesn't make sense, but this was a genuine season-changing event but uh, if, for the if, Suns if and North Pies. Win, like, if North beat Collingwood next week, like they yes, don't get it's four, four points. points so and that's it's not eight, eight points. But the swing here is massive because the Pies now have basically borderline cemented their spot and the Suns are basically out. Another goal and the Suns are in track and the Pies spot's up for grabs. So metaphorically, Seb, it was worth more than the four points that they were given. Yes, they were given four, trying to keep you happy. But uh, it, it had... Look, that's why I'm, I've got nothing but praise for the Pies because I guess... Going up against it, up there in, at Metricon, against the Suns, who are finishing with a bit of a rampage. I mean, they dominated a lot of the key stats, contested possessions, clearances, inside 50s. They were on top in all of those, the Suns. So for the Pies to... And look, and down by a couple of kicks late in that last quarter, but they just found a way to grind it out and get that win. And I think their run home's reasonably cushy. So it's basically saved their season. Um so that's massive for them. For the Suns, I'm yeah. Can you, we've been disappointed in them. This feels more mature for them than I'm disappointed in this, given that this was, you know, finals on the line and they lost. But you know, they need to find a way as a club to win this kind of game. So look, their season's alive and they've got a cushy draw 
draw as well, but they need to win this kind of game. They've got a similar one this week, actually, with Richmond heading up there, so it's almost take two. But, yeah, you've got to win at home. Make that a fortress, a la the Lions. So, um, in terms of a grade, I've, I'm loving what the Pies did. I'm going to give them a HD, Seb. I don't do it often with them, but I'm going to give them a HD, and I'm going to fail the Suns. Yeah, yeah, I, I, will, I can only give a distinction to the pies. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't quite get well, to the. Uh... No, I mean I thought the Suns would win, but for the pies to flip the script and win by five points, it's yeah, well done. But it's not, it's not like wow, look, look, it was amazing sort of thing. Um, yeah, it, it was still a really good win. They just, like, where are the Suns at? I know I've, I've pushed them. They might make the top eight. They're still got to win these games. Like, well, this would have been a game you probably gave them when we did our uh, our ladders, our you know our predictive ladders a few weeks ago. I think I might have as well. So, you you did think that they could get the job done. Uh, oh, I did. But if, but if they're going to turn the corner, this is the game they they should win. And and that's why it's a distinction. But for five for a five point win against eleventh. You can't really give a HD out for that when you, you know, I don't know. I think your grading well, that's can the be... the beauty of these grades, Seb. We can do whatever we want. Oh, uh, that's right. You can write in and give us your feedback, 12 back at gmail.com, but it ain't going to change what we give, so I'll stick with it. Yeah. Um, what, what, North, do you want to talk about North Melbourne Geelong? There's not a lot to talk about. Um, oh, well... <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess there is a... I mean, well, from a statistical point of view, I mean, when was... I think Tomahawk and Cameron are either 1 and 2 or 1 and 3 in the Coleman. Uh, you probably have to go back to maybe 08 with Ruffy and Franklin to see two blokes from the same team right at the top of the Coleman. Uh, Rewalt and Lynch? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know if they got right up there at the pointy end of it. Um, I mean, this one said was... What were you thinking at quarter time? Because it was reasonably close at quarter time, to be fair. Uh, Can I be honest? Yeah. When's the drop-off coming? For the Cats? No, for North. When are we going to drop away in this game? It's got to be soon. This is unbelievable. That's how low the bar is. Um, Geelong, too good. Far too good. Knew they were going to be too good. Um, Last time, Jezza kicked seven. And we played without Ben Mackay. This time we thought, well, we still won't put Ben Mackay in defence. We'll throw him up forward. Um, didn't have a touch in the first half. Then they threw him back. How's that for prep? Um, <laughs> you got Coleman Jones having 25 a goal and, and eight marks in the VFL last few weeks. But you don't bring him in, you flip Mackay forward. So um, the club's in, in all sorts of trouble. Um, I think the thing for Geelong is mate, well, it could end up being too easy a kill. And they got to do whatever they wanted, and then they got to come up against Melbourne this week. We know they don't play well <laughs> off buys Geelong, and this was effectively that with a cold training <laughs> session on a Saturday night. So it could hurt them a lot, but they obviously, I mean, they got 9% or something, which was a nice little booster. Um, and, you know, Danger came back within 15 seconds. He's kicked a goal running out of the centre square. So I think they're doing everything they can to peak at the right time, the Cats, and it's all going swimmingly. Yeah, well, I mean, Jezza, what he had 30 and 10 marks to go with his, uh, what, four goals as well. So that's 
I don't, we don't really do, you know, triple-double and double-double, but that's a fair stat line, that one. Um, I saw, you know, Mitch Duncan got chaired off for his 250th, and for some reason you cop some heat for going over and standing a guard of honour for him. Did you have any issues with that? Uh, if you hadn't already flicked over the Pies-Suns game at that stage, but uh, it's a fair thing to do for a grade of Geelong's modern day. For 250? No, you don't, you don't agree with it? For two fifty, nah. <laughs> there's no, there's so no. Is, is that a lack of mongrel? Yeah, are, we're just are you too nice. Oh, we're just trying to get through the season and get away on the footy trips at the end of the year. That seems to be the point. Um, Look, I'll throw you I a positive because you see him down. LDU, did you like his game? He got plenty of it. Is he building where you? Is he where he needs to be right now for you? Uh, he's Obviously, it's hard there. playing in this side, but is he doing enough? No, he's tracking there. Um, He's doing everything he can, but look, to be honest, if you watch us play, we can get center clearances and get the ball forward, and that's it. That's where it stops. So, um, look, I can dissect North for hours and point out things that go well, things that go poorly, um, you know. I seem to think Josh Walker was the right matchup for Hawkins, and Hawkins has kicked six or seven six yeah um and given off a few like last time we played them core aiden core was on jeremy cameron and he kicked seven and we thought we'd go with that match up again and he's had 30 and kicked four um aaron hall pinged his hammy within two minutes kane turner got knocked out like we were down a man in rotations early which doesn't help when you're a young side um and you know the four like how do you judge forwards in the games where you're getting belted and how do you judge what the cats did in that game just based on they're playing witches hats like it's bruce free footy it's d's 2011 stuff um they just i think the fact jeff walsh is there means they'll let that review go and, and noble will go at the end of that but um yeah it's it's not a great time to be a ruse fan yeah, well, look, you can't argue with that, um, especially with the triple figures. Um, for the Cats, and look, you, you can only play who's out there, and they've, they've got a nice, juicy game down there, the Ds. They're finally getting challenged down there. But, again, I'm not sure how much we learn about the Cats here. Um, I did have a look at the fixture. They play you you guys twice, and you've done that already, and they've got the Eagles again for a second time. So... There's four easy kills for the Cats, and that probably does what it does every year. It jumps them up from probably the five to eight range up into the top four, and then they lose a couple of finals. So they've got to make a granny to impress me this year, Seb, at a minimum, because that happens year on year. And, yep, good on them for being up there and giving it a crack, but they get plenty of these easy kills to uh, bump up that win column and, and get in a strong position and then blow it in finals. So they need to go Did you enjoy the Saints... Me. Did you enjoy the Saints era of 2004 to 2012? Uh, sure did. We won a lot of games, won a lot of finals, went went deep multiple times. So, look, a flag would have been the obvious cream on the crop, and that's a big hole in that uh, era, Seb. Don't worry about that. Uh, but we, we've probably got a, as close as any team has in the history of our game without getting there. So I don't know if you could say that about the Cats at the moment. What's the difference? They've lost a grand final. They've lost some prelims. Oh, well, I guess if you're looking at the period where they didn't win a flag, it's very, very similar. But, you know, we... Yeah. 
did it from ah oh, look I don't know like we don't have a, a massive home ground advantage to fall back on every year so we we did it reasonably hard Seb you did it hard did you well we we don't play in front of thirty thousand of our own fans out of the main football town of this state uh, every week so I can't look I'm potting them for having a home ground advantage they regionally they can but. I'm just saying it gives them a couple of extra wins every year and then they get there and it's not a true reflection of where they're at as a club. Well, you can say that, but the games are still going to get played down there. Um, so like, that's still their ladder position at the end of the day. They've still won those games. Um, like, is that... If uh, if when Hawthorne were going well, were there, was their ladder position inflated because they got to take you know the Fremantles or the the Adelaides down to Tassie and get some easy kills down there? Look, it, it might be just good business. Yeah, I mean they got plenty of that too, the Hawks as well. But they found a way as a club to win multiple grand finals. So that that's probably what we should have seen from this Cats lineup. I mean, if you go back 2013 up for grabs that flag probably should have got to the granny there 2016 was definitely up for the up for the taking you could argue 2017 as well 2019 they had the tigers i mean they've had multiple opportunities so i guess maybe i've i've steered into yep they've made <laughs> made a lot of deep games but they haven't been good enough to win them so that's why I'm, my bar now is the grand final set yep if they if they're going as well as as you think they are they they They'll make it. I'm, I'm fascinated by this week's game. It'll really, it might change my tune on the cats. There you go, Geelong. Prove me. Uh, give me something to to ride home about. Well, I don't reckon this week's game makes a big difference at all either way because both teams know what they're doing and and won't refer back to this game when it comes to a deep finals run. But uh, it's still, it should still be fascinating nonetheless to see sort of what happens. Um, we know Tom Stewart out. Didn't matter this week, but will matter in weeks to come against some better opposition. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the best defence, Melbourne, going up against a team with the two best key forwards. Uh, Stengel in the mix. You know, they've got danger runs through there. They've got lots of options, and it's a, it is a mouth-watering clash. Um, it, it's a, I mean, it, I don't know how you want to grade it. HD Geelong, coordinator north, past Geelong, coordinator north. It's in like whatever your grade is. Is your grade? Um, I want to ask you about the priority pick, Tom. Yep. Uh, out of interest, I'll I'll give the I've potted them, but I'll give the cats a distinction for getting the triple yep. figures, and you're off to the coordinator. So I'll sit on that. Oh yeah, well uh, that that's fine. <laughs> that's a given. <laughs> like it it was that much of a training run for Geelong that it's almost one of those ungradable ones, but. You know, we can dwell on the negative all day. Um, North are in a position where, if you look at the percentage of games they've won over the last three years, ladder finish positions and all that, they fit the qualifications for a priority pick. If that's on the table, I absolutely want the club to grab it because why wouldn't you? But I've had a look, and and people pot Carlton for this priority pick stuff um, because they obviously had a few over the journey. Richmond... Um, and I've just had a look at some of the names that have been priority picks, Tom. I've got to tell you, there's a common thread with a lot of them. They haven't won a premiership. Yeah, there you go. That's an interesting angle on it. It hasn't helped them well, in any it, this, to get there. Yeah, I'll just list the names. This one's early. Matty Rao, but obviously hasn't seen the finals yet. Uh, Tom Scully, no. Matty Cruiser, no. 
Xavier Ellis, yes, but hardly set the world on fire. Uh, Dale Thomas, yes, and that's the most interesting one to me. Of, of all the clubs probably not wanting us to get a priority pick, Collingwood, you know, they picked him in 2005. You know, they played in the grand final in 2003. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's not long to need a priority pick. That, that was pick. back in the, what, four win and you get one days, wasn't it? The sorry, so that, that's what the uh, priority pick was in that mid two thousands period. It was if you won less than four games, I think over a two year season. period. It oh, was a two just year period, given, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, it in, so two thousand five, the first three picks: Mark Murphy, Dale Thomas, Xavier Ellis, all priority picks. Mark Murphy so obviously didn't win one. Ryan Griffin didn't. Um, Hawthorne had Roughhead in 04, who did. Then Richmond have had Delidio, Colin Sylvia, Andrew Walker, Adam Cooney. Now two thousand one. There was Luke Hodge, Luke Ball, and Chris Judd, obviously, all won premierships. Hodge was a priority pick for Fremantle, so he didn't win one for the club who had the pick. Um, Jeez, that hurts Freo. And obviously Chris Judd, another priority pick at Carlton, but didn't win, a, didn't win a flag there, and I won't go into my Luke Ball trivia. Nick Rewalt, <laughs> 2000, didn't win a flag. Hazelby, Josh Fraser, Travis Johnston. So outside of the but ones, these, so these are legit all priority picks because I, 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 yeah. I had a feeling our one was it Rewald who was a priority pick or was it Cozzy or whatever. It, it's, well, this uh, this is Wikipedia. It was the first article I found. I know most of them are priority picks. It, like they've had two picks, so they've had Rewald and then Kaczynski. So one of them is the priority one, is it? But you're splitting hairs on that, like. Pendlebury. Really, nearly that they've given them out, though, haven't they? That's just a lot of players. Well, yeah, crowding you. So in two thousand and one, there were three. In two thousand and three, there were three. Two thousand and four, there were three. Two thousand and five, there were three. And since then, there's only been three total. So that's when they tightened it up. If it's still a thing, North Melbourne absolutely deserve it. But this list just shows: give them ten priority picks. If you keep these people in charge and this guy's coach, it doesn't matter. You need to get that stuff right. And then the talent will come and regenerate your list. So, um, this, this is a question without notice. Would you rather? I guess it, there's already sort of a spending cap. Would you rather it be loosened for the ruse so you could get a better recruiter rather than getting a kid into your current system where it's up for debate on how that's going? But uh, would you rather more off-field funds available? As would that be a more? I guess would that be fairer to the competition to do it that way? Well, I, I, or are you going to just waste money off field? I don't know. Yeah, well, I think the, I think the spending is just an unfair thing in general. If the club wants to bring someone in to do X, let them do it. Like, it's not making it unequitable if the club can generate the money to pay for it. Um, where that where that becomes unfair is, you know, the AFL's propping up Gold Coast and they've got to prop them up more because they want this extra this fifteenth development coach. Um, that's what. Put that to one side. Um, I, I like well. Let me put it this way, Tom. I'd probably trade our first pick this year for Alistair Clarkson. Oh, I go the NFL style and or NBA too, isn't it? Over there, they can trade coaches for picks. Yeah, so not that Clarkson's wedded to a club or anything like that. But if the AFL said, like, we can guarantee Clarko comes, but you've got to get rid of your first pick, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, if it was a matter well, yeah, of that, that... priority pick or Clarkson, no brainer. But I'd still make the hard call and say, we don't need the extra pick, bring Clarkson in. We've had enough early picks and we've got talent on this list. Let's be a bit smarter and use other ways to 
you know, re put some experience in, mix it in with the youth and all that sort of stuff. Um, but that that's where the problems lie. It's not there's so, there's a lot of talent in these players, but not putting anything together at the minute. Yeah, look, I, I'm different to you. I actually don't mind the the priority pick. Yes, some will say, and and I know you say, it just rewards mediocrity. But I'm also worried about teams being down low and you really stay down low for a long time. Have a look at Carlton, have a look at Melbourne. You get in that spiral with the Suns. But that's because they didn't have the coach. Coach Reese, do you put it down to that or was it just bad bad recruiting? I mean... Carlton cheated the salary cap, right? They did that. And then who they have coached them after Pagan? Pagan came in right... I think Pagan accepted, then that came out and they lost, obviously, Goddard, Wells. Um... What they had, Wayne Britton. I think Britton um, was before. I, I don't know if it actually went from Pagan to Ratton. I don't know if there was a caretaker in between. But um, well, I'm talking full time seniors, so caretaker or not. We had Ratton who went okay. Um, then they said we weren't going good enough. We got to get rid of Ratton. We'll bring Malthouse in. Terrible decision. Oh, we'll go to Bolton. We'll go to Teague. And, oh, we'll go to Voss. Suddenly things go all right. And that, that started with the board coming out. So throwing the priority pick to get talent in has not helped a single one of these clubs. Um, Collingwood had Malthouse, and that's why they're premiership players. Clarkson, uh, Hawthorne got Clarkson, and that's why those guys are premiership players. None of the others are. Yeah, well, you, look, you might have... Look, I, I, I like it because I don't want teams to get stuck down there for a long time. I know, yeah, you're arguing it is coach-based, coach but... I mean, some of those... I mean, Vossi, he's cashed in on a great list, hasn't he, at this point? He, he stumbled into to picks built galore, and that, that's, you know, that doesn't go astray either. You do still need the talent. Yes, the coach is massive, but he's still got to have the players. Like, Yeah, why couldn't Teague win anything? Well, that, that's down to him coaching, but, I mean, they've still built a list that a good coach can do something with, so you still need yeah, but, to do that, arguably. You need to put together that list, so you absolutely. need all the quality this you is, can get. This is the same list that got lost to North by 45 points last year, Tom. No, no I'm talking about your list. You still need to put talent in into that list, so you've got to take a priority pick. I don't want you to get stuck down in this bottom region until you find that coach that you need and... You know, you do need to add talent continually. I've, like, it's chicken or the egg. Do you want the coach who can, you know, get the performance? Do you want the players and then the coach does a good job? You can see it both ways. So we, we'll, we'll probably chase our tail on this one. But, um, look, I, I think you, you still need to get quality on that list. Let's see that happen and you get a good coach. That's probably the, the, the holy grail for you, Seb, is getting both of those right. Yeah, it's unfortunately not something... Well, not unfortunately, but obviously there's no way to prove it. But I'd bet a lot of money that um, if you threw Clarkson in with this current list, throwing no extra talent, we'd be pushing, pushing our way up the ladder very quickly. Well, I thought you were going to say pushing the eight. Uh, They need some experience, but there's talent on this list. There's a lot of talent on this list. It just cannot be harnessed. Is that is that a ruse hat, or is that are you saying that with a straight face? No, I like I, it, you're not. It's not a depth. Is it a real deep list? Where like what are we talking? Experience like you wise, got a good dozen. Experience yeah. wise, it's not. But talent, like young talent to harness, there's there's a lot of it. All right, um, that might be another podcast. We should delve into that. 
Um, I, look, I know the names. I could name probably six off the top that are going to take you forward. So I think, yeah, if you can, you need to push that to a dozen plus and, you know, some of these turners and walkers and zebels that you mention every week are turfed out. That's that's what you've got to do, I guess, with the list is build it to a point where those blokes don't play. Um, we've gone on a tangent, Seb. There were some games on Sunday we should get into. Yeah, yeah, there were. There was an um, interesting game at the G, Richmond taking on the Eagles. Uh, West Coast gave them a real scare in the third quarter. I... Oh. Um, Sorry? Oh, no, I was going to say I'm with you. They lost some, yeah, to jump on the stats, inside 50s, clearances, contested possessions. They were on top of them in many areas, the Eagles. Probably just lack that polish to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, they gave Richmond a bit of a start too, which makes it tricky when you're playing away from home. Um, Tim Kelly earning his contract, his, his status has been traded for those first round picks. He has had 40 and kicked two goals. Had a great year, but just lost in the seed that has been West Coast. Um, and Richmond, the G, they're still, they're still pretty good and, and I'm, I'm still convinced they're picking off some bad sides and, and are going to struggle up against the might of some good teams in September. Um, they tempted fate subbing Dusty out at halftime with um, hamstring awareness. So I'm telling you, Tom, that, 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 they should be fine for that, Richmond, because that's <laughs> okay. like saying he just figured out he's got hamstrings. Like, he's aware they're there. It makes no sense. Look, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't really have a leg to stand on because I think the Saints invented it for Dan Hanabry. I'm pretty sure he's had hamstring awareness every preseason for the last five years. So I'm familiar with the term, but I'm with you. It makes no sense. Just like managing someone after they've come back from the bye, which clubs have also done. So <laughs> there's a couple of those, but... Uh, they, they got past the loss of Dusty. Uh, good to see Nick Nat back out there, actually, for the Eagles. And, yeah. and throwing his weight around, it was good to see him tussle with big Ivan Soldo um, out on the wing there. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on Tim Kelly. He, he's, I mean, I don't know what you make of it, but he will win this BNF for the Eagles this year. I'm not sure how cherished it'll be given the year that they've had, but uh, you'll but take they're that they're always one. cherished. Oh, well, look, you're Do you you're cherish yours? Me, yeah, 100%. You were a great coach, and yeah, we had a rough year. All right, I'll take it back. Fair call. Thanks for bringing that one up. Uh, no, nah, he will cherish that. He's the best player at his club. Um, look, it was an unpolished performance from the Tigers. I, look, I've failed teams for winning, and I'm going to add the Tigers to the list with this one. I thought this was a chance at the G. West Coast really struggling. They've, they've had a win last week, so they, they were going to be down. Uh, yeah, they had Nick Nat back, but he was, you know, could have potentially been rusty, although he wasn't. Uh, and they're at the stage of Tigers where they need to be adding percentage. So when you get an Eagles team, a la they got on Sunday, they really should have sunk the boots in and won by oh, at least eight or nine goals plus. Uh, and they just couldn't quite do that. So it couldn't quite get there. So I'm going to fail them, Seb. Tigers fans, tell me what you think, but. You've got to add percentage, and their spot in the 80 is still up for grab. So uh, I'm going to fail the Tigers for just to keep uh, keep the listeners honest, and I'll pass the Eagles for this one. Jeez, you're failing a team for a six-goal win. A team that was on the borderline on the eight, they won by six goals. Um, I, I'd, I'd, I'd pass Richmond and I'd pass West Coast. Um, 
you still you just have to get wins. You can't let these games slip. And I'm telling you, and I said this last week and I think even the week before, teams are going to lose to West Coast at home in the back half of the year. I know they play Carlton this week, and I think they've got another top eight side in about three weeks. And it's just dangerous to go over there because they're getting these players back. Nat Nui's back. Um, obviously, Kelly's in form. Shuey. Uh, did Kennedy play in this game? No, I don't think he was out there. He might have helped a little that, but... bit. Um, so they're obviously they're not primed to make a run or do anything crazy, but they're still good enough. They're a proud club. They're going to win some of these games, and they're going to they're going to upset. Look, I think they play fifth and ninth in the run home, and they're going to win some of these games and upset the finals chances of these teams. Um, so they're sort of they're still. Still giving their fans something to watch and enjoy, which you know they've had the first thirteen weeks of Mel, and now they're going to have some enjoyment. There's no pressure in the back half of the year; they're just going to go out and play footy. And, and um, kudos to them. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd pass them for that effort. Yeah, look, yeah, I think I might have been a little harsh on the Tigers. I, I, I look, I wasn't really looking at the scoreboard to be honest. So six goals isn't. I mean, it's not the percentage they were after. Maybe I went harsh with the fail, so I'll give them a pass, but they're on notice. This is the kind of game they should shut up shop and just get the job done and, and smash it out. So, I'll, look, I'll join you, Seb, on the double pass. But, yeah, I'm with you. Plenty to like for the Eagles in the back half. Not sure if the, you're talking top eight teams that play them in the run home over there. Saints are one of them, so I'm not sure if that was a loaded statement. But uh, no, no, I, I'll, I'll keep well, an eye on that in a few weeks. Well, Saints aren't <laughs> top eight. Thanks, mate, for uh, for that one. Um Hawks Giants in a soggy game up at uh, up at Sydney uh, it was on Channel Seven, obviously the three twenty special. Um, I mean, they've they've won another game, the Giants, in this uh, run that McVeigh's having. Has he reinvigorated them, Seb, and put his hand up for the coaching role, or are they just picking off teams that they should? Uh, you could say a little from column A, a little from column B. Um, he's certainly done himself no. No harm. He's, you know they're they're playing with some freedom. They're winning games of footy. They're they're probably not tough games of footy, which I think has always been. I, I you know they sort of had this monkey off their back through their their twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, but they've always been the fancy team, but not the tough team to play against. Um, I think you could say that about some of their wins. This was a slog in the wet. Um, Probably every every especially a suburban footballer's sort of nightmare. You turn up to a ground like this and you think, yeah, right, this is what we're in for today. Um, which was probably all the more stunning that um, there were seven goals kicked in the first quarter in those conditions. Yeah, it was either more stunning or just a sign of how little either of these teams can can stop opposition moving the footy. Um, it's probably both ways, but um, yeah. The, well, you- well, no, I, I've cut you there, but I was going to say, uh, you mentioned stunning, and I, you've got to give a shout-out to... Uh, you don't often see the middle initial, which means that there's a few with blokes with the same name, but a, an Irishman by the name of Callum M. Brown. Late inclusion, and he's bobbed up and kicked four goals, the uh, the Irishman. You don't tend to see too many key position Irishmen. Uh, you have to probably go back to you know Jim Steins and the Ruck, Sean Wright. He played down back. Uh, they're usually uh, the quicker midfield wing type so he bobbed up and kicked four and him, he and Jesse Hogan just uh, two twin towers that they were able to uh, rely on there and 
you know, it looked dry for them at different stages in that one. Um, Caniglio is just, uh, we're talking BNF winners. He, he'd be having a purple patch and a half uh, in the BNF for the for the Giants over the last month. I, look, I don't know where he and Cameron were at, whether they saw eye to eye, but, you know, he, he was getting dropped as, as a senior leader at, under Cameron and now he's gone and he's back to, you know, that seven-year deal type of form that we expect from him. So that turnaround's been massive if you put anything into coaching relationships. Um, for the Hawks, you know, Tom Mitchell's day, he would have seen the condition Seb, and he's the kind of player that would have licked his lips. Mark McGough, Anzac Day 2002 style, he had 35. Uh, Harry Morrison's actually having a good year. I know you've got him in your super coach, Seb, and you're enjoying his form. Uh, Jaeger, he was another one that enjoyed the wet conditions. So a couple of things to like there for the Hawks, but... Yeah, they've. They, I mean, they've definitely switched Seb into that. It's it's moments and not games for them anymore. Um, we spoke about them last week, and and they've just added another loss. So since about round five or six, it's 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 really been stark their form, and they just. I mean, these were their kind of conditions, and they weren't able to manufacture a win. I think it, the cl- the club needs a little spark in that area, Seb. Uh, yeah, they do. Um... I mean, it's a well, long, I mean, it's a long year. It's it's a long year. You get games you're sort of not up for, and um, I mean, this was a game they probably had a chance to win, so should have probably been all 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 about it. And um, yeah, I've I've said my bit on the Hawks. Yeah. I'll probably enjoy enjoy the losses. Sort of helps my little prediction. Um, Sicily's gained 962 meters in the wet, which. It's no world record Aaron Hall style, but it's still a damn good performance. Um, didn't didn't come off for a, for a rest, mind you. Um, yeah, I what don't do you, know. You give it. We'll grade this one. It's double pass. Fail the Hawks. I'll probably have to fail the Hawks. It's a winnable game. They don't get too many at this end of the ladder, so you want to win as many as you can. Um, the Giants are. They bobbed up with another win. I think that's three for Spike. Yeah, I think they've. Uh, well, they've. The Bombers have also jumped the Hawks, but I think the Giants. Uh, they've sort of separated themselves from that bottom pack, and I mean, I think they're still a couple of games back from Port Adelaide, but yeah, they, they've found themselves a little breathing room in that part of the table. So, look, I'm with. I might go pass and fail for this one. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, it was. It was a dour contest. Uh, Sunday late game for our Port Adelaide. This was obviously hidden a little, hidden a little bit in that late slot Sunday with uh, over in Perth, the graveyard slot they like to schedule. Um, Port Adelaide really dug in and came home with a wet sail, only to fall agonisingly short for them. Um, and Freo got the job done by nine points, but Freo went to sleep in that last quarter a little bit. Yeah, well, I think it what it got out to what forty one points the difference I think at one stage there, and or forty points that it looked like, uh, you know, Freo we're going to add some percentage in that hunt for a for a top. They're in the hunt for a top two spot, would you say, or a top four spot? Well, they're equal second, are they not? Yeah, so a hunt for that top two spot. Um, look, you, you take the W and run, but uh, you, you'd probably as a coaching group would would just have a look at that lapse and just sort of see what you if you did anything actually if it was lack of action or if it was moves that you made or or you know running the legs 
motivation. Look, that's how well they're going that they can sort of tweak on winning formulas and just see how they're going with that. I mean, they did have winners all over the park. Rory Lobbs kick five. Not sure why he wants to leave again. That talk doesn't seem to go away that he wants out of Perth. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, Dar- Sean Darcy is a ruckman. You, you, you and I love him, Seb. He had 21, 16 of the contested variety. He is uh, just a beast. The, you know, he, he's leading their charge. Caleb Sarong kicked an absolute... You talked about Rankin. Sarong's kicked an absolute beauty. Uh, he's a highlight reel for them. Um, look, plenty to like, except, I guess, for that finish. Oh, here's another one. Jordan Clark, he's flying for them as well. So, look, lots of young gun names there. I don't know if they were the reason that the you know younger legs faded, but look, there was plenty to like except for that fade out. So I mean, I'm not sure what to what to make of it there. Well, I think I think that's going to be the next step in Frio's game. Um, they are they're, they're probably a, of the top eight or the top four, I guess. We know Brisbane are suspect, but I mean, we don't know what to expect from Frio. They haven't played finals for a little while, um, but the next thing to add into their game is getting these games and going. Oh, it's forty points. We're going to make it 60 instead of 40 yep. points. It's going to come back. We'll still win, but it's only 10 or 12. Um, but that's the difference between Frio and Sydney. Sydney lost yeah. to Port Adelaide. Um, yeah, I know true. travel and all that, but um, there's two wins in that. Frio are 44 points. Sydney are on 36. Um, there's a bloke. That sounds like eight points. Yeah, and if they played each other in Sydney 1, <laughs> it'd still be Frio ahead by four uh, points. So it doesn't the bait. quite add up, does it? Um, I don't know why people can't do maths of four, but uh, might have to send the fours times tables into the uh, AFL. Um, do you know the one thing that Freo have really got going for them? There's, well, there's a man named Nathan Fife who's just just building, just building into a little bit of form, and he's going to hit his straps in about three weeks. Yeah, so you're okay with what he's we've seen from him so far. He's still yep. finding his way at AFL level, but you're, you're happy with it with the build well you know no matter what he's done and he could look like he's hobbling he could get into a tight last quarter and send him in the middle for six or seven minutes and he could get three clearances set set up two goals and be the match winner so they've got that up their sleeve along with all the other guys doing great things so i'm not concerned um they're uh, yeah i've been riding him for two years and i'll just keep enjoying that ride all the way to september Well, look, and so will the Dockers. I mean, yeah, you're talking, they're they're winning games, pushing for that top two spot, and he, you know, they're nursing him back, and he hasn't hit full stride. Um, You know, that 2015 year that they won the minor premiership and he hurt his leg in that prelim, it just cost him. So, look, we know he's important, Seb, and we'll keep a track on him because I know you're enjoying his form. Um, For Port Adelaide, basically, get the old... uh, or get get the masseuse out to give volume wines the shoulders or back or whatever you want to call it a rub. He had thirty nine and was basically a one man show when when they were up up against it in that middle part of the game. Yeah, he 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 was just dominant. So look, he'll have claims on the Brownlow votes in this one. But um, they, look, Rosie did bob up and kick a couple, and I mean Dixon finally got off the chain late. But look, it, it's disappointing for Port Adelaide. They're still, well, I guess, fighting for that spot in the eight. But it, look. When they were zipping five, we had, we knew they were a good side and they were going to come back. But I think you, it's just way too far back and they've just chased tail and, and it's sort of showing now in the performance a little bit. Uh, it's a little too too much too late. So 
I'm 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 sad on the power given that you know they came in with big wraps and and a list that could can well not contend but really push top four at best but they just haven't been able to do it for four quarters for the whole year so this was just another example on that list um yeah I'm you tear your hair out as a power fan because they I mean, should have been contending yeah they should have been back contending. to back prelims really close in twenty. 20 obviously not so close in 21 um but i mean charlie dixon sums up port adelaide at the moment he's had six touches to three quarter time with one behind and he's come out had eight touches two marks three tackles kicked two goals one in the last quarter but the game was done like he brought the margin down but i watched the end of that game and freo were not really in doubt of, of losing it um and well, I think that, that's the issue, isn't it? Like, if he doesn't, he's a genuine barometer for them. If he doesn't fire, then they're just no chance. And he fires against average sides. He doesn't fire against the good ones. So, um, yeah, I, I think, and and this is not me saying Hinkley should go, although yes, if <laughs> he tempted to. Um, if you look at if you look at teams that have been in similar spots, having not gone all the way, but being sort of close under the coach. It's not that the players lose faith in the game plan and, and don't buy in. They just get a little bit... I feel they get tired of it and it's a bit exhausting and all the running and all the pressuring and everything else just becomes a little bit too much after two or three or four years of playing good footy if you don't see the ultimate success. If you do, you can keep it up a little bit longer. But um, I, I've, I, I think that might need to reset and move some guys on and try and bring some different guys in to sort of flip how things are going at that club because I, if they brought everyone back next year, I don't see them suddenly shooting back up the ladder with a talent suddenly playing better. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It, it, it's like you said, it, it's two ways. It's either you, Ken goes and you get a new voice in there and you reinvigorate them or you keep Ken, but you know he's got too many, yeah, like you say, too many soldiers that have heard the you know, the battle cry year on year and you need to sort of rejig the list on the run a little bit. But, you know, they're, they're both probably going to set them back either way. So they're rocking a hard place, basically. So they can't keep their current list. If they're going to keep their current coach, they've got to reinvigorate the list. If they're going to ditch the coach, then they're sort of starting from square one with a new coach. It's all basically saying, you know, window shut and they might be at best in this range again next year. But yeah, I think that flag window is shut. Yeah, I'd definitely say it would. Uh, it is. Uh, Port Adelaide fail, Fremantle pass. I like it, Seb. That is a good way to finish. I'd agree with you there. Oh, we finally agreed on one. Yeah, <laughs> just a nice you. little note to finish on there, going the uh, agreements. But... Look, huge round. That yeah, it, it's all about that Melbourne Geelong clash for me coming into this round. That is a genuine monster. We love it. One v two. We're so lucky. We've sort of seen it in uh, within a month of each other. Uh, this one's on a Thursday night down in Geelong. So get down to the Cattery if you're down that way. Uh, D's fans, if you can, uh, feel free. That one's massive. Uh, we'll be obviously. But D's fans we'll be... struggle to travel to Marvel. They're not getting down the highway at seven twenty. Yeah, I know. That's that. really that's, that's really a, tough to get to as well. No, I know. Yeah, that that is an ideal. This this sort of scream Friday night, if you ask me. But uh, look, we we could probably get into the mechanics of the Thursday night games in a in another pod. But 
yeah, that, you probably save this one for Friday night to, just for the travel and logistic factor. But look, there's, uh, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of other footy across around as well, Seb, to to sink yeah. your teeth into. Before we run, this game is as I'm looking at my odds, a dollar ninety two a piece. There's another one, seven twenty five Saturday night at Marvel, Frio St Kilda. Uh, the Saints will win this. Look, when I did my like ladder of prediction a couple of weeks ago, I did have us winning this one, and I'm hoping the Frio that turned up when they played Carlton last week uh, turns up again. That's what it'll probably take. We need to bring that effort that we saw last week if we're going to be a chance. Uh, that one's a genuine ripper, actually. Look, I'm not minding your game, Seb. Ruse pies early. You were sneaky in this one. I know that you've got a few Collingwood... Uh, family members that you'd love to uh, salute or let them know about this one? Well, I'm, I'm very glad my brother-in-law, I asked him a couple of weeks about going to this game and he said, oh yeah, no, me and some mates, because uh, they didn't cancel their memberships through COVID, the club gave them all, well not them all, you could, you randomly get uh, tickets into a box or a corporate thing, so between four of them, two of them got tickets and then the other two, they split the cost of the other tickets so they got them all half price. He's like, oh, we can't go with you. And now I'm like, oh, gee, well, that, that turns out well. I don't know if I really want to sit <laughs> watching this with Collingwood supporters. But we got absolutely pantsed. And if the club, if the players have got any sort of ounce of self-respect, they're going to come out firing and, and hit Collingwood hard. And I don't know, tough game up north in the wet. Metricon Stadium, heavy legs. Uh, yeah, I can, I can talk myself into having another little cheeky 20 on us. I like it, Seb. Positivity. It has been a, a tough result, but look, I'd like to see that too, particularly because, uh, you know, the, the door on the eight, it, it gets further and further closed as you go on, so you want to keep in that hunt. I'm fascinated, actually, by Sydney Dogs this week. Uh, that's the Friday night game. Jeez, uh, you wouldn't want to lose another one if you're Sydney, and it's almost season over if you lose it as the dog, so... There will be a uh, a scalp out of that one, I would say, for the loser. We are going to hear about them for sure. Yep, there, there's some some ripping games, despite some teams being out of finals contention. Uh, and the last one I want to mention, Tom, danger game for the Blues. Yeah, West Coast in West Coast. West. Absolute danger game. Kennedy Jeez, could that... kick four or five, and they <laughs> should never... West Coast won the Judd trade, simple as that. You can't argue that premiership player, multiple column medals, he's been huge for them. So, well, we'll save, the, uh, save that one for last. That's going to be an absolute ripper. You've got to keep winning to stay in it, Seb. Yep, I'm telling you, you can't argue that one, but we're rambling at this point, Tom. Yeah, so, put whatever on going. Uh, good luck to whoever's playing the Bombers. We'll bring that back this week.